Welcome to the Hunters and Closers podcast. I'm Dana Haggard, and I'm here to help you fill your pipeline, decrease your time to close, and crush your sales quotas. Hey everyone, it's Dana Haggard with Hunters and Closers. Hope you're having an awesome day. I'm excited to talk with you about some different thoughts that I've had lately based on conversations that I've had with others. It's really surprising to me how often we give up on ourselves, how often we think that there is a height that only we're we're predestined to reach, and we don't believe we can break through that glass ceiling, if you will, to accomplish new, higher heights. Um, So with that in mind, I've, I've, I've been thinking a lot about running because I, I do running. I, I like to go running. There's a, there's a trail here, um, that I've spent hundreds, if not thousands of miles on called the Murdoch canal trail. I also, uh, love to go trail running up in the mountains. It's just, it's relaxing for me. I get out and I'm all by myself. It's quiet. I can think, I can strategize and think about problems that other people have that I'm working with and how to solve them. So it's very, very helpful to me and very, uh, very important that I get out and I do run. But as I've been running, I've been thinking about Roger Bannister. I don't know if you're very familiar with Roger Bannister. Roger Bannister, um, in 1952, he went to the Olympics, I believe it was in Helsinki, Finland, to run the 1500 meter race. It was called the metric mile at the time. And uh, as he ran that race, he didn't win anything. He didn't get any type of a medal. Uh, nothing outstanding came as a result of being in the Olympics that year for him. Uh, Roger Bannister was from the United Kingdom, and he had a kind of a, a point in his life where he could quit and realize, I'm not very good at this, or he could really dig in and focus his efforts on accomplishing something else. So Roger decided that he wanted to be the first individual to break the four-minute mile. So he began focusing all of his efforts on beating the four-minute mile. For the last nine years before that time, the, uh, the record had been four minutes, one second, and something else. Um, and, and everybody literally believed that it was humanly impossible to run a mile faster than four minutes. They just didn't think it was it was in our blood, in our genes, and our capabilities as human beings to beat that that mark. But Roger Bannister thought uh, that he could do it. So he began to, to train and to focus. And then on uh, one day in 1954, Roger said, I'm going to do it. And he got everyone together. He put together, you know, you know, everyone at the, the local track. The wind was roaring. It was cold. It was about 6 p.m. at night. And he felt like he's probably going to have to call off his, his, uh, his race against himself because of, of the harsh wind. But as serendipity would have it, or as, as God would have it, you could say, the wind died down. And he decided he was going to run the race. Now, he had put together four different individuals that were going to help run around the track with him and help keep pace. 
these individuals were really good at 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 being fast for a short period of time. So they would one run, sorry, they would run one lap around and then the next person would pick up and run a lap and another lap and another lap. And that way he would try to keep pace with them. And he knew that if he could, then uh, he should be close to, if not able to actually break that four minute mile. So first lap came and he ran, uh, I believe it was around 57 seconds. Um, I have a couple notes I wrote down because it is is pretty amazing story. Um, so yeah, the first first lap comes and he ran it in fifty seven point five seconds. The second lap he ran in sixty point seven seconds. So his half mile was one minute fifty eight point two. Then on the third lap, his distance specialist paced a third lap of sixty two point three. So this is where. Now, all of a sudden, he's at a three-minute, he's on pace for a three-minute point four mile. So they knew that he had to run this last lap in under 60 seconds. And um, as there was just 250 yards left to go, Bannister ran past his pacemaker, Chataway, uh, with his long arms, his long legs, and his mouth was just gaping open to try and get as much oxygen as he could. And uh, as f- soon as he crossed that finish line, he waited to hear what the the specialist said. And as soon as he heard three minutes, that was all because the, the crowd was just cheering so loud. So he didn't know what the final time was. But he came in at three minutes, 59 seconds, point four. So it had been broke for the first time in human history recorded. Uh, Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile. It was, it was amazing. And so I say that, and I'm going to continue the story in a second, but what's, what's the four-minute mile in your life? What is it that you are trying to accomplish or that you would like to accomplish that maybe others around you on your sales team or in your sales division or at your company or in your family have never been able to accomplish before? And what glass ceiling have you set for yourself saying, nobody can break that. Nobody can can go beyond that. Is it something financial? Is it that you can't break X amount of dollars in commissions or you can't break a level in um, the hierarchy of the company, or, or is it that you can't speak with certain individuals? Maybe you're uncomfortable speaking with C-level executives, or maybe you don't think that you're worthy to be conversing with, um, fortune 500 companies. What is it? What is that glass ceiling that you have put above yourself that shouldn't be there? And then the question is, what are you doing to break it? What are you doing to get beyond it? Because, if you keep believing it, then you're going to stay below it, right? So Roger Bannister uh, set that set that set that record, and uh, there was an Australian by the name of John Landy, who just 46 days later, isn't that amazing that this record had held for all of time until 1954? No one thought it was possible to break it, but then 46 days later, John Landy comes from Australia. And he breaks it. He, he, he even beats Roger Bannister's time and comes in at 3 minutes, 57.9 seconds. Amazing. He shaved off a couple seconds from Roger Bannister. So this led to then uh, the two of them coming together 
uh, at a race, I believe it was in British Columbia, Vancouver, possibly, uh, at the at the Commonwealth Games. And the two of them were going to run against each other to see who was faster. Um, so it was a really exciting race. And uh, they were neck and neck the whole entire time. But uh, towards the end, John Landy pulled ahead from Roger Bannister. And John Landy couldn't see where Roger was. He could hear the crowd cheering and everyone's going crazy, but he didn't know where Roger was. Now, this is, this is one of the, the key things here. John stops looking forward, turns his head to his left to see if Roger was there, and Roger broke through on the right-hand side of him and pulled ahead and beat John Landy then, coming in at 3 minutes 58 Point eight seconds, and Landy came in at three minutes fifty nine seconds. So crazy, just crazy, right? That that to be able to witness that race. But some of the key things that I see there is number one, John looked away. He looked away from his goal, and somebody else beat him. If he would have kept his eye on that finish line, crossing that tape, I believe he could have won. But by taking his eye off the goal for just a split second, Roger was able to come and beat him. Okay, how often do we do that in our own lives? How often do we do that in sales where we have a goal in mind, we're working towards it, and then we get distracted and something happens and we, there's a hiccup and we don't cross that finish line to, to win the goal like we had planned to. How often does that happen in our own lives where we become distracted with things that don't matter, things that don't make any type of a difference in our career, in our family, in our personal life. And then we go to bed at night and we're like, I just wasted my whole day. I just wasted that whole week, that whole month, that whole quarter, that whole year. It can happen if we don't stay focused. It can happen if we lose sight of where we're trying to to reach. So I share all this with you today because <clears throat> every one of us Every one of us have heights that we can reach. It's it's inside of us. And because of our beliefs, we sometimes limit that. So I want you to work on changing your beliefs. I want you to work on creating a goal that's going to, going to make you stretch. Creating a goal that <clears throat> someone around you has never accomplished before. Okay? And then I want you to write it down. I want you to visualize it on a regular basis. And I want you to work towards it. Now, the amazing thing with goals is that we can set a date, right? We can set a date and say, by this date, I want to accomplish this. But if we don't accomplish it in that amount of time, the last thing we should do is give up on that goal. The last thing we should do is think that we're no good and, and it's a bad goal, okay? It's okay to change your timeline. It's okay to move it a little bit, all right? And to say, you know what? Look at where I am today in comparison to where I was six months ago or a year ago before I actually set that goal, okay? So set a goal, stretch yourself, realize that you can do it, all right? Banister create, you know, was able to cross the finish line and beat the four-minute mile in 1954. And then... In Bern, Switzerland, that same year of 1954, 
He actually also won the 1,500-meter race at the European Championship in Bern, Switzerland, and a game record of 3 minutes, 43.8 seconds. So here was a guy who just two years earlier had gone to the Olympics, tried to win the 1,500-meter race, didn't even medal. Two years later, he beats the four-minute mile, gets him all of this excitement, all of this sense of accomplishment, and then that same year goes to the European Championships in Bern, Switzerland, and sets a new record for three minutes and 43.8 seconds. Isn't that amazing how it all comes around? He didn't give up. Right? He did stuff that nobody had ever done before. And it was amazing. I loved one thing that he said in one of his interviews was that more people have climbed to the top of Mount Everest than have beat the four-minute mile. Isn't that so cool? More people have climbed to the top of Mount Everest than have actually beat the four-minute mile. Okay, so what is the four-minute mile in your life? What are you doing to get there? What are you doing to beat it? Are you surrounding yourself with positive thinking, with positive actions, with everything that's going to help you to do it? Or have you created a glass ceiling above your head and said, nobody can beat it and I'm not even going to try? All right, so figure it out. Understand what it is you're going to do. What record are you going to break in your mind? And then make it happen. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Hunters and Closers podcast. Join us for more great learnings on LinkedIn, huntersandclosers.com, and our YouTube channel.